Those jeans are cute. Want some of my smoothie? Wait, you should put this pillow under your knees first. It gives me love kernels. Each little crumb, another tasty clue. Love kernels. Cause if you read between the lines, he's saying I love you. Love kernels. Save those kernels up to make a bowl of popcorn. Love kernels. A handful is the proper serving anyway. I know when you say I want to go to Colorado sometime. It means you're thinking about the future with me. I know what 3 a.m. text means. I was in your dreams before you woke up to pee. It's a 3 a.m. subtext. And I know you care when you say I'm going to a movie tonight. My friend bailed. Wanna come? It means I'm the most important person in his life next to his friend. But he's known his friend since he was like five, so that's saying a lot. Okay, rude. I'd do anything for those love droplets Like a hamster in a cage Slurp, slurp, love droplets Each letter on a page in the novel of a love Love droplets Falling down from the sky And when I mix it in with the tears I cry It makes a full glass of water God, I'm thirsty after all that popcorn Until the droplets become a river that needs a dam I'll be patient Until the kernels rain down like candy on Shaquille O'Neal In the movie Kazam Whatever you got, baby, This I'll is, take it, uh, as they say, better. It, it's not just good. It's better than good. It's good Gr enough. Oh. <laughs> It's it's better than good. It's fine. Oh, I really thought we were gonna we we're gonna do the cereal thing together, and we didn't. It's great. There's yeah, there we go. We did it. We did it. We did it. I love to eat my frosted flakes. They're more than good. They're great. The tiger, right? I believe so. The hot tiger. The There's got to be... And we can say that now. Yeah, we can we can say it then, but we're definitely free to say it now. The woke left won't come after <laughs> us for lusting after this tiger. Uh, there's got to be a very vocal contingent of people who are horny for that tiger, you right? I think the woke left is the more... They're, they're going to judge us for, for bestiality. Not the right. The no. right is pro, like, furry cereal i you i spend a lot more time on twitter than you do okay uh you would be shocked at the number <laughs> of right-wing fascist fury furries you can encounter on fury the furries. sort of day-to-day -day basis fury furries yeah furious furries absolutely they are not calm people um i'm not saying all all furries but certainly the right-wing fascist furries are not are not chill not they're the opposite all of chill furries. hashtag not all furries i have nothing against the furry community Folks get a bad rap, except for that, like, one furry convention where they, like, basically destroyed a hotel. Um, but other than that... There was a furry convention where they, like, beat up a bad person. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> where the Fury Gang fucking no, stomped out like, a, a yeah. troubled element. Yeah, there was a, there, I, and I remember watching the video. I think Jace showed it to me, and I was just like, wow, this is amazing. Showed you a video of, like, a man being stomped to death by, like, like wolf very, costumes. He was, like, he was, like, a bad person. and I Fucking just, yiffing all over this dude on the ground. I wish I remembered what the crime was. Buck now it fucking just, wild. <laughs> now I need to look it up. Yeah, just... <laughs> There's no justice like furry justice. <laughs> furry justice is I'm gonna go. I'm about to go pitch that to Cartoon Network right now. A different premise, I but am, uh, I think that's a, I think that's a good pitch. I am vengeance. I am furry. I'm furry, um, and I and I think that would fit fit right at home on the home of Dexter's network, uh, home of Dexter's laboratory. God damn, I'm tired. <laughs> I asked in advance. I was like, Are you "No, just but it's like the right." Con- I'm just. I'm not gonna be. Ugh, I'm not just gonna have my salient, beautiful points. But I'm at like an okay podcasting point. I'm just. You're gonna have to be the the smart guy on this one. Okay, I'm. Yep, that's me. <laughs> I, IQ genius over here. <laughs> Doing my. I'm a Mensa, just more like Misa, because I am in it. I actually scored a perfect score on long-term memory when, wow. I, took on, when I took, like, an IQ test or some sort of intelligence Long-term test. memory and is on the IQ test? I don't think it was technically an IQ test, but it was it was the test that was, like, you have ADHD and dyslexia and dyslexia yeah, that's definitely not and the dysgraphia. IQ test. Yeah, you have all these things, but you scored you perfectly. Long-term yeah, Ge- genius percentile long-term men- memory, which is funny because I'm like that doesn't really make sense with PTSD and trauma because I just block things out. So the things that I do remember, it was like the diameter of the Earth, which I don't know now, and but a couple other then. things. I, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe I lost the touch. You once knew how big Earth was, how big Earth be? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just... I, Evan Almighty passed by on Roku City again, and I'm just... I am once again upset about the premise of Evan Almighty. Yeah, can you... Can you... Summarize for our listening audience. Yeah, can you just speak on that? Like, yeah, absolutely. I will speak my truth while you look up uh, this this furry snuff video. Found it, you're found still, it, found okay, it, found great, it. <laughs> great, good. Yep, furry um, stop assault of woman on San Jose Street. That's great. That's yeah. good. yeah. Um, That's which I, which should come first, the Bruce Almighty or our live our live watch watch along of this of this furry YouTube video? It's it's your truth. Okay, <laughs> okay. Let's just get Evan Almighty out of the way. Yeah. Um. So as as I was saying before we started recording, there's some fundamental issues with the premise of Evan Almighty, a movie I have not seen. Uh, of course, it is a quasi spinoff sequel to Bruce. Almighty, starring Jim Carrey, wherein he gets the powers of God. God, of course, uh, played by Morgan Freeman. Uh, uh, that film made a lot of money because it catered to both Christian audiences and normal ones, and so they wanted to make more money off of it, which, again, fair enough. Can't fault you for it. Uh, so so they decide, and Jim Carrey said, mm, no, I have other things going on. I have to go make like fun with Dick and Jane or something like that. Uh, so Jim Carrey's out, but you got this other guy in the supporting cast who played a rival news anchor, Steve Carell, and he's about to pop. Anchorman's coming out. You know, he's, he's hot business. He's a hot commodity. The office is coming out. Let's get this guy in a fucking movie. Uh, and so they, they make a film, uh, called Evan Almighty, where instead of getting the powers of God, he is sort of elected as a new Noah figure to gather 
uh, two of every animal and his whole family. I want to say his wife is played by Lauren Graham of Gilmore Girls fame. Oh. Uh, which is like this oddly specific premise that like doesn't fit this character. And also the scripture says that God said he would not flood the earth again. He promised. He put it in writing. And I would follower of the Lord, every every listener of this podcast would know that already. I didn't even have to say it. That's where our fan base, like the largest chunk of our fan base is from our, our Christian our, followers. Our, our Christian followers, you know, uh, uh, peace and love to all you out there. Live, laugh, love, baby. Live, <laughs> live laugh, love. As, as, as Jesus said. Uh, he said to eat, pray, love. Now, furry snuff film, please. Okay, so this is news. Okay, that's my, yeah. <laughs> Hey, no, Joe, Joe, no. Well, uh, some video of a bizarre scene on the streets of San Jose. Several people who've been attending FurCon Friday night came to the aid of a screaming woman inside of a car. FurCon, where we're training the new elite soldiers of the streets. Several more helped pull a man out of the car who'd been assaulting a woman. They then sat on him and held him for police. Suspect arrested for domestic violence. Yeah, but when they sat on him, he got off like so hard. That was like a real. That was a real trigger for that for that man. That's what sucks about those situations. <laughs> about, the, about those about those gentlemen. I um, mean, I guess that's like what happens with a lot of Marvel women, though, right? You're like, oh, you're killing me, but you're so hot. Happens with a lot of what women? Marvel. Marvel, like from the films. Like. If he was so aroused by the furries, mm-hmm. then I feel like by the same vein, wouldn't people being murdered by Marvel women? So say also? like Gamora yeah. is killing me. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd be in. Yeah, a hundred percent. Oh, wait, what in what in our history together would not suggest that like a hot woman killing me would not just be the ultimate. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's actually, like, like an would, amazing way to go. I would not. I would, it would be the hardest I've ever come in my entire life. And it is, like, as my soul leaves my body. Yeah, I don't think they're, like, honest about that in the movies. Probably for, for good reason, because it would then not really be a family-friendly Yeah, film. not, not, they, so the, the children audience would sort of lose it at a certain point. Yeah, but I do, I do think there's an element of it being really arousing to be murdered by hot people or aliens absolutely i mean so much of of online discourse these days is about hot people pushing you or killing you or stepping on you You know it's very i think we're very public about that now killing eve <laughs> That's killing the, that eve, the whole killing show. eve fucking turns me on that was the whole the whole arc of that show was hot person wants to kill me let's make it sounds great happen eve killing eve uh-huh they're that's what they're trying to do for yeah. the whole show uh, they're uh, bad at killing eve they are bad I, I, for the best assassins in the world they're pretty they're bad. the best assassins in the world <laughs> eve must be a fucking dynamo well it's sandra oh oh well you can't kill sandra oh exactly you cannot and that's why it's a perfect vehicle because because like hot assassin tries to kill, kill also Sandra, hot Sandra oh. also hill, hot Sandra oh. I think if I was paid a lot of money to kill Sandra oh I would like you get would. up to the to the finish line and I just I couldn't do it I think 
the, but then mark this down. This is legally actionable. There are people I would kill for money. I don't think Sandra O oh would be among the uh, be among that legion. Yeah. I won't kill anyone. But then if she took the gun and then killed you, you would come. Thank you! Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Queen! Yeah. Yes! That makes sense to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that checks out. That does check out. Mm-hmm. Because, again, like, what? what uh, it's, it's our entire... I love wrestling, you know? Like, you know what I mean? And there's every week I watch fucking AEW wrestling, and I'm like, I let them kill me, I let them kill me. Yeah. It's just, that is, that is sort of, that's, it's a, it's a, just an important part of my life, I suppose. Do you want to unpack what happened with WWE this week? Since this is a news <sighs> channel. Since this is, since this is, oh, A, we are the late-breaking news. You've not heard this from anywhere else. Now, what we... As I was live reacting to a piece of news a few a few days ago, that news has since been debunked. Oh, Uh, or at least if that ends up happening, it is certainly not in the immediate future because it will involve taking a massive corporation back to private as opposed to public, which it currently is. Uh, But there was there was news going around that that World Wrestling Entertainment, uh, the WWE, was uh, being purchased by Saudi Arabia the country who to be fair wwe has a lot of pre-existing relationships with they do several shows a a year over there you know like that is that it did seem kind of plausible you know uh, uh it does seem like some sort of sale is eventually going to happen there are a lot of proposed buyers but like i'll fucking believe it when i see it uh, to, to, to be quite honest with you. Uh, so, sadly, uh, I guess, the WWE will not uh, soon be a part of the Saudi national government. And that's... And that's the sports, news. Yeah. <laughs> now on to whether it is... It's it's chilled out. It was kind of a nice day, but it, once it became evening, it was really, really, really cooled off. You are actually doing daily reports. I am actually weather. doing daily weather reports on social media at TV's Kevin Lanigan. I'm telling you, but it's a simple report. It's I'm simple. not giving you the temperature. I'm not giving you whether <laughs> no. it's sunny outside. No. I'm no. simply telling you whether it sucks or rules outside. Now, I'm not warning you about the day ahead. I'm not saying it's going to rule outside. I am ruling on the day as it is unfolding before me. Yeah, and from where you're sitting and your perspective and how you regulate the what you're not you're not. I'm not like, taking anyone else's experience <laughs> into account. I am the universal barometer for or how it feels. No, for everyone, oh. I am the universal barometer. Okay, and I am, and and you know, you can deviate to one side of me or another, but I am the I am the measuring stick. I am I am true neutral. Everything else is a deviation. My internal temperature workings, <laughs> which are so frequently the cause of... The thermometer, if the, you will. My internal thermometer, uh, but really my internal sort of central air, which dictates how central warm... Central or sensual? Both. <laughs> uh, what is more sensual than central air? <laughs> uh, to, to quote the movie Dogma, no pleasure, no rapture, no exquisite sin greater than central air. Um, but I am the true neutral. Yes, and my internal temperature, which is constantly a cause of me not being able to sleep in various places, including my own home, because I just cannot get my internal temperature right. A storm rages within me. 
Um, I am constantly not able to sleep because of how hot it is, even if it's not that hot. Um, I am I am the gauge. Everything else is a deviation. So I'm just simply here to report whether it sucks or rules outside. Yeah. I am not a meteorologist. I'm not warning you of the day ahead. I'm just, I, I cause it like I seize it. Yes. Okay. Because I was, I was watching some of this, this content throughout the last two weeks of this, this year since it seems it started, um, 2023. It, it began on January 1st, 2023. Yeah. So I've been, you know, I've been checking in and out. And at first I was like, oh, like, I don't know if I always agree with this. But then I was like, well, luckily this isn't like god this like this isn't like the deciding thermometer it's not evan almighty over here but what you're saying is like it is yes it is okay uh, well, so i can go back to i don't feeling... think it's fair because i'm not god i'm not changing the weather no, i am I... just telling god whether or not he did a good job today <laughs> i guess so i'm telling bruce almighty whether or not he did good in your opinion is definite so when it I... is not an opinion it is fact <laughs> so so if you don't like it outside, when I say it rules outside, sorry. Sorry what? It's not, you're wrong. I'm just wrong. Yeah. Simple okay. as that. Okay, I'm glad. It's I, clean. I'm, it's easy. <laughs> There's no median, okay? I am the judge and the jury and the fucking meteorologist. How does that feel? I No power is going to my head. Okay. My head is clear. Clear as the sky on a beautiful winter's day. And uh, did you retire as president of netflix and this is sort of where you're spending your time everyone has a side hustle <laughs> so you're doing both yeah i'm doing both okay. i'm currently running netflix and our many great originals that we are all checking out like uh like the gray man the gray man the gray man oh wait can you yeah who who's the star of that one oh we all know or is it an ensemble uh, it's, it's really an ensemble piece you know, Ryan Gosling and Chris Chris Evans are sort of at the center, but mm -hmm. Jessica Henwick is there, and Anna Darmus is there. Obviously, um, I recently at a at a at a Christmas party that I was attending, uh, a, a gray man bit that I was doing became so powerful that the TV spontaneously turned off its Yule log and started playing the gray man. Oh wow! Yeah, I was just I the bit, the bit got it's the bit that I often do in regards to Netflix originals, uh, where it is like, well, I don't have to tell you about Bird Box. We all watched Bird Box. A billion people watched Bird Box. Everyone knows Bird Box. Um, and, uh, and then it started playing The Gray Man. But I was doing it about The Gray Man. And that's a real thing? Uh, wait, it's funny. Well, it, I mean, don't you know it's a real thing? It was the most watched film of all time, according to my metrics that I released. Everyone on Earth watched The Gray Man, which is why you've heard of it, which is why you're familiar with it, and why you're sure or not sure that it's a joke that I'm <laughs> making right now. I just, I just checked, and it is a movie. That came out in 2022. Sure is. On, Put it up. Throw it on. On Netflix. Throw okay. it on while we're podding. Okay. It will not distract us. It's a bad movie. It's a terrible film. The Gray Man. Really boring. From the directors, uh, Joe and Anthony Russo. Uh, you I know them. You... They've directed many of the, the most famous and popular films in the world. And one day they might direct a good movie. 
So you di- you didn't make this one. Well, I approved it. Okay. I'm not I'm not a director. I I'm not the auteur. I hire the auteurs. I love artists. I love working with artists and I and I love helping them bring their vision to the screen. Like Pale Blue Eye with Christian Bale. A top 10 film on Netflix at this very moment. Interesting. The Guilty with Jake Gyllenhaal. You know, like all these Netflix originals that we are all familiar with. I, so Shrimp College was the last vehicle that you... I was really, you know, after that, I kind of had to, I had to step back into an advisory sort of capacity. Because okay. I'd said everything I had to say. Totally. With Shrimp College. With, yeah. There was nothing, what else was I to, to say or do after Shrimp College? Yeah, you can only really just, like, help other artists find their Shrimp College. Exactly. The totality of human experience is contained in the Netflix original show Shrimp College. And and I had I had nothing further to... I met my wife on the set of Shrimp College. That was cool. It was cool. You're single now, though? We... Man. Listen. You gotta graduate from Shrimp College <laughs> you eventually. <gotta> Ring <laughs> by spring or... <laughs> just in... Gay by May, as they always say. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's that man. It's Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, he's kind of hot, but bad. He's kind of hot. Look at this opening of of the Gray Man. Uh, it's very similar to the openings of uh, such films as as Ocean's Eleven, uh, or Raising Arizona, or Out of Sight. Except, what if they looked like shit? That was the big idea when we were making the Gray Man. Was what if what if we did the opening of many good movies, but just shot it in the most the least interesting way possible i'm just i'm captured by the bubblicious which is supposed to be i'm sure kind of cheeky kind oh, of. oh it's it's way you better believe the dialogue in the gray man giving you a little wink giving you a little nudge nudge uh this is of course crazy x pod friends it is, it uh, is yeah. a show uh where we watch and talk about the greatest musical comedy television program in the history of the medium crazy x girl friend uh, I am TV's Kevin Lanigan. With me, as always, is... Uh, Kat Scott, they, them pronouns, and we also are watching The Gray Man. We're watching The Gray Man. While uh, talking. While talking. Uh, it's great for all of our ADHD uh, <laughs> friends and co-hosts. Uh, at any point, if we need to stop watching The Gray Man, uh, I will allow it. I will <laughs> allow us to stop watching The Gray Man. I mean, how could you take your eyes off of it, though? Billy Bob Thornton dated Angelina Jolie, right? Yes, and I believe they the kept uh, bl- yes yeah. vials of each other's blood, blood around. Yeah around their necks which admittedly that's hot like i don't know what to tell you <laughs> like that's high that's you- that's the i so harmless weirdos celebs <laughs> we need weird celebs again yeah. celebs have gotten too normal too corporate too smooth yeah they're afraid of being canceled they're afraid of being canceled and just like or just being clowned on on internet mm-hmm. if billy bob thornton and look at that beautiful title card for the gray man oh, doesn't gray. that just make you fucking excited to watch a movie no that because my, default gray font no my favorite porn actor is named owen gray and i just like mm. i can't let go that this is not about him sure and isn't it's not his piece which he deserves 18 Whoa. years later that's quite the time jump in the middle of the gray man Cities always look so much cooler in the future. They're just like, there's more lasers and there's more neon. There's fireworks going on all the time. There's lasers, there's neon, there's flying things or things are more streamlined and electric. Things are better in the future or they're really dystopian and things are falling apart. But they're, 
usually they're like nothing has changed or lasers and neon and sparkly or everything's or, crumbling yeah everything's crumbling there's, there's really only a few options uh nowadays uh and uh you know we we've kind of it's been a while since we've come up with a new idea of the future do you know what I mean? I totally agree. We yeah. we did the retro futurist thing for a little while. We did the sort of you know seventies Omega Man dystopia. Obviously, of course, then we got sort of the Mad Max vision of the future. Like, yeah, like steampunk. My favorite was definitely Xenon era Y two K's idea of what the future is totally. like. Bill of the future. Absolutely, where yeah. it's sort of just like weird cyber gizmos everything has been condensed into a sort of ray gun form yeah our little chip and lots of holograms we knew that like food was going to be in pill form like we were fucking sure but like what if you're allergic to pills that's a you'll starve (laughs) that's i black mirror black mirror (laughs) netflix original black mirror i got an idea i was thinking about black mirror hasn't dropped anything during the pandemic right because it's actually no we're holding back it's too black mirror too yeah for sure i mean like what happens when life becomes black mirror is our problem yeah like they were like we really were gonna tease a terrible future and then it came oops and they're like well now wow there isn't like worse yeah don't worry, we got stuff. We got stuff cooking over at Black Mirror HQ. Oh right, because you're plugged into. Because I'm president of Netflix. I'm I'm plugged into all my shows. Every Netflix original, I have directly supervised. We definitely do not just approve a bunch of anonymous movies to be made for sixteen dollars. I am overseeing all of the sixteen dollar films. Okay, awesome and. That's your job title. That's expected. Sure is. Absolutely. I. It, you know what? It's not in my job description, but I go above and beyond. Oh, okay. Here I thought it was the minimum. Everyone wants the president of the company to be really hands-on with the day-to-day minutia. Everyone, I am just always looking over your shoulder. And I'm always telling this to my to my subsidiaries in Netflix, you know, my 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 subordinates as I, as I like to call them. <laughs> um, I'm always telling them to, you know, the Black Mirror guys, the Witcher guys, I'm like, "Hey, this better be good. This better be good. What if we did something like this?" I'm always saying. They love it when you They love Oh, when I'm spitballing? They love it when like the exec gets into the room and tries to hang. I'm always going into, you know, uh, they're, you know, I think you should leave. You know, we're going to do another season of that. And I'm always going to, and I'm pitching wacky characters. I'm going in there and I have big ideas. And that's what they pay you the big bucks for. Oh, they sure do. Uh, your, your 25 bucks a month Netflix subscription, that go right in my, right in the old quote unquote college fund, if you know what I mean. For little TV's Kevin Jr. For little Junior's Kevin Whopper Jr. <laughs> Double cheese steak Whopper Jr. Yeah. Little. So when you watched the first episode of season two of Crazy, wow, Ex- amazing on the on the very futon on which we sit currently, yeah, the we, first time we have watched episodes together, I yeah, I noticed that I, in in this podcast. Of course, we famously watched many episodes of of uh, Crazy Ex Girlfriend in its original run together. Yes, but we hadn't done it. It feels right that we did it for for the season two new opener. season, kicking into it. Yeah, because like we watched a lot of TV on this couch that night. I watched a Gossip Girl, and That's I was true. laughing and laughing. That's a great show. 
I wish it was a Netflix original. Oh, HBO, they got us again! <laughs> I watched, uh, and of course we we watched the first episodes <laughs> of both Girls and Entourage, uh, a torturous experience that, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll record and we'll talk about. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we might have accidentally started a new podcast. A new sub-show. It's on the same feed, it'll show up occasionally, oh, I'm okay. not promising it every month, okay, but like, okay. yeah, it's on, it's on the same, it's on the same programming <laughs> blog. We're taking, it... It's, the title of it has to do with binary somehow, but we just we don't haven't know we have not cracked that yet. nut. We have not fucking, <laughs> we have not that walnut remains uncracked. Yeah, um, but it's a binary exploration. But it's a binary where we watch one episode at a time at a time of both girls and entourage. Famous HBO vehicles. Famous HBO vehicles. The biggest comedy of the two thousands. The biggest comedy of the aughts. One all girls. One all boys. Yeah, makes sense. It's laid out. Yeah. Uh, and once girls gets two movies, then then. Our work will be done for us. Everyone will be on the same page. Yes. Um, how did the season two... Oh, oh, they were in the Corvette. Yes, we pick them right in the wake of season uh, the season one finale. He got um, that shirt right back on. Yeah, that was the first he, thing I noticed. They do confirm that they did fuck. Yeah, like they, I was shook. I. It seemed like... Because the way the season one finale is cut together, it seemed like they were about to fuck or no, I guess they were relaxing in the back seat. Um, they were on the they were on the hood. They were on the hood, but they, but when she says our love story can finally begin, oh. they are splayed out in the back seat, which is generally a sort of post coitus position. Yeah, a backseat driver, backseat freestyle. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, and then it was like Gaslight Gatekeep Central all up. Oh, she was she was a gaslighting girl boss where she tricks Josh into thinking that he said something wrong instead of her. I mean, it's classic. classic. She's a manipulator. She's a wheeler. She's a dealer. She didn't yeah. get this far by playing by society's rules. Yeah. And then Paula applies to law Law school. school. Uh-huh. Uh, which, yes, is this episode as well, because she needs something. She's she's signing off of, of Rebecca hijinks and shenanigans. No more little schemes, says Paula. Yeah, that was good That's boundary. a great boundary to set, and I'm, I'm very happy with a lot of the forward motion that's happening in the Paula-verse here. You know, she's done with the little schemes, because we were getting to a point pretty quickly where she was comically morally compromised. Do you know what I mean? Just like yeah. to the the most absurd degree was like a a super criminal. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad we're pulling back on that and 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 bringing uh, rerooting her character. And also, I commented during the episode. I'm very happy with like the progression of of Scott, her husband. Yeah, that character. This is a much more enjoyable dynamic than the oof, I hate my husband. Yeah, uh, thing that was happening. Uh, Scott, again, an ideal role of mine of just, like, occasional husband character who's like, honey, you got this. That's all I want to do on a show. Yeah. I either want to be the lab tech who's like, guys, you gotta see this with, like, this dead body, or occasional husband character. Yeah, which is a nice, steady paycheck. For neither, I never have a plot to myself, I maybe get, like, a B-plot, like, once a season because they just need to fill time. Yeah. You know like what a, I mean? Like a bottle episode. Yeah, you give me a little one, but even then, I am not, I'm not carrying the lion's share of any of this. You know what I mean? And I, I'm just popping in, I, I say a little something, and most importantly, 
I collect that check every week. Of course. That is the most important element of this all of this. This is your steady family man uh, era of of work. 100%. And I'm looking forward to it. I think... I haven't... I, I, I don't audition. I'm offer only. And <laughs> I think when I age up a little bit, I think in like eight to ten years, I'm going to be in like a nice prime spot. Nice. I think I'm going to age into something. I think it's going to work out really well for me. That's awesome. Ideally, some of my projects will be off the ground at that point, so I can just ooh, slide in. Slide into one of my own Netflix originals as just an occasional husband. Yeah, I think you'll do okay as as president of Netflix. Maybe that's kind of Nepo baby energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have to go do it at Hulu. <laughs> I have to I have to work my way up from the Hulu mail room to occasional <laughs> husband on, on, the, on, the, on the fucking Pen15 reboot or whatever. You're like, I'm president of Netflix, but I gotta cut my teeth at Hulu. <laughs> yeah, I, gotta, I gotta earn I gotta prove I, I'm not a Nepo. I'm not a Nepo baby. I started in the mail room of my dad's company, okay? <laughs> I... And an Epo baby, and I think I'm I'm leaning into that in 2023. Absolutely. Well, are you a Nepo baby because you are not working in any of the places where like these people work? How do you know that? I guess I don't. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I'm very busy at the Netflix office, so I, yeah. I can't keep track of all all your comings and goings. That's but like, true. as far as I know, you don't work at the White House, so <laughs> so like. I don't. That's quite the commute. That's true. I don't work at the White House. I do date. You don't work at the Twin Towers. <laughs> well, no one does anymore. <laughs> thanks to yeah, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to Uncle George. <laughs> Papa. <laughs> Papa, no. <laughs> Papa, why? Why did you do that to those buildings, Papa? <laughs> I was in first grade. <laughs> I could have stopped it. I could have done something. <laughs> I, I knew. I knew. I was in St. Louis, Missouri, and I was in first. <laughs> I, I could have gone. I could have stopped the plane. <laughs> I could have make a. I could have make a stink on the tarmac, and then the plane never take off. Okay, conspiracy. Conspiracy town, though. Yeah, for sure. My dad did work at TWA at the time, <clears throat> and you know what doesn't exist anymore? TWA. TWA. Yeah. Transworld except Airlines. That, except for that hotel. Oh, probably because of all the trans legislation. Yeah. That's why. Yep. <sighs> I you, knew. you trans trans are killing the airport industry. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> That's us, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we hate planes. Well, TSA hates us. So yeah, we it's shown hate up. Planes. Revenge against planes. I, building some... I, <laughs> you do the opposite 9-11 or you crash a building into a plane. <laughs> That's very Marvel. <laughs> you take one of those, like, houses that you, like, put on the back of a trailer. Oh, yeah. You know, you <laughs> run it into a plane. That's so funny and so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had the thought. You do it's... an 11-9. It's the opposite. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's my sobriety date, too. That's oh. perfect. That's perfect. That's trans, trans Jesus is fucking giving you a gift. I planned my sobriety date around the election. Famously, you were there. Famously. Um, yeah, so that's particularly Famously, funny. my roommate and I beat up a traffic cone. Famously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it did happen. <laughs> I remember walking from your house after looping Hamilton all night-ish. I yeah. don't remember if we slept. I think uh, maybe. Could have been. I don't, but at some point in my stupid little Uggs, because it was really hot for November. Yeah. Um, 
I was like wearing shorts and Uggs. Anyway, I went to like an all night diner across from me, the courtesy diner. Yep. And classic famous. I ordered fries and then I like tipped the waitress like twenty bucks or something <laughs> and I was like You're gonna need it. You can basically <laughs> Hey Toots, I'm doing you a favor. That was still when I was in my like I'm a main character in a movie era. Hundred percent. Before your sporting character era. Oh, it's so much better. Listen, I watched a rom com this very evening, and yeah? the support and the best friend characters were Natasha Leone and <gasps> Jason Manzukis. And film? so, like, sleeping with other people. Oh, okay. With Allison Brie and uh, Jason Sudeikis. Damn, I gotta. It's good. I I got home from like I had a huge heavy backpack because I was dog sitting for two days and I wanted to like keep it all in in a backpack. Did you keep the dog in there? Yeah, for sure. I uh, yeah, I I kidnapped that dog. You know, I had all my shit in it. I biked home from Manhattan with like this huge heavy backpack, and I was like, oh, while I'm unpacking, I'm just gonna like throw on this movie. And then I sat there and I watched the whole thing. I was really drawn back in. Uh, I thought it was. I, I like it more than most people seem to. Certainly, but my letterbox mutuals. Um, <laughs> but I, I think it's good. I, I think it's a really as far as modern day romantic comedies go, which like, there's hardly a good one to speak of. Like uh, after two thousand nine, when we killed the romantic comedy dead, this movie came out in like twenty fifteen and has been like was basically the only decent romantic comedy since The Proposal until, like, last year when we made a couple halfway good ones. Um, I thought it was good. I liked it. Which ones did we make? Last last year we made The Lost City, which is kind of like a, an adventure romantic comedy with uh, Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, we famously made Ticket to Paradise with George Clooney and Julia Roberts. Oh, yeah. Which I had a nice little night at the movies when I saw that one. Okay, I'm glad you did. It... Uh, was exactly what it said it was going to be. Good. It was Ticket to Paradise. Like, if you saw that trailer, you knew exactly what you were getting. And I was like, just throw the softball down the middle. Do not do any tricks. I don't want to be subverted. Just throw it. We'll get a ground rule double. We'll we'll go on home. And that's what we did. It wasn't Tricks It to Paradise. It was Ticket to Paradise. It was not Trixie Mattel's <laughs> parody of Ticket to Paradise. So Trixie Mattel's Motel show is on HBO now. We lost another one. Yeah. We lost another one. It was good actually one. originally on Paramount, I think. So I bought it specifically to watch All that. the Drag Race stuff is on Paramount, yeah. Yeah. Those fuckers over at Viacom. Do they do, does Viacom also do Viagra? I wish. <laughs> get a Viagra with a little like Paramount mountain on it a little blue pill with like with all your favorite Viacom properties all your favorite Comedy Central characters all your favorite Tom Cruise roles Sonic the Hedgehog on a Viagra he's already blue it's like <laughs> saving money um yeah and it would be kind of fun you could like normalize viagra like dropping acid with like the fun this little... is all this is all yeah the branding opportunities on uh acid <laughs> are really weird it's an untapped market damn okay when are we gonna get the first well oh, i need to get netflix original weed <laughs> circulating because it's starting to you know we're legalizing it as all the shirts have requested of us for for many years <laughs> um all the shirts that said legalize it uh, we're listening. We're listening to the shirts. Uh, I I sat my ass down and read that shirt. Um, and what are we gonna get? Like, when are we gonna get like Narcos weed or or any of our beloved Gray Man weed? And the weed is gray. 
Yeah. <laughs> the weed, we oh, die. God. The what weed. is happening in Gray Man right now? Uh, well, uh, the, a man sort of has two jumper cables attached to his lips, oh, and Chris fuck? Evans, uh, with a bad haircut and mustache. Very bad haircut. I would not have. Ew. They 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 should have listened to me. He I actually, said I said don't do this. <laughs> he looks very gay. He looks very Tom from Holland. What's the the very Tom from Finland? Tom Finland. What the very gay illustrations of like say like really buff sailors like doing sex acts with each other. I I, I don't think I know that. I don't, <laughs> should I should make these into a Netflix original? It sounds like. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if, you can, if you can get the estate and the rights to Tom, which like come on, I got Netflix money. We can, we can, we can get we can get the estate. We can get the. Um, were you checking the time to see how long? Sure was. Uh, from how little we've talked about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I just I just wanted to see how far we were into this. Wow, those are some buff sailors, and and they seem to be engaging in sexual male acts. Yeah, but he has a similar. Yeah, um, no, you're right. He he looks like he pops straight out of one of those drawings. Yeah. Uh, but back to Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Now you had a a a pretty negative reaction to. The Rebecca and Josh stuff, and if I if I may if I may, pro- I mean obviously like the gas lighting stuff was like not favorable. I also think the show like knows it's not favorable. But you had a specific problem with we really skipped over Rebecca and Josh having sex for the first time. Yeah, which feels like it should have been a bigger deal. Yeah, in your, in your perspective. I mean, yeah. To me, I feel like it was like leading up to. Maybe I mean I know it was like sometimes painted as romance, but sometimes it was painted as super lust there were definitely lots of songs about wanting to have sex with Josh. like like it just it was weird that it just like then hopped i maybe it was had to do with the network they were on or something but i mean the cw yeah you can't be doing a lot of i mean i guess i don't know what they get away with over on riverdale i feel Um, like that they usually do a lot of like random teen sex scenes so I was surprised that they just sort of like... I mean, we get a lot of sex scenes in these two episodes. But you're right, we don't linger with the emotional moment of Rebecca yeah. and Josh having sex. But I guess it kind of gets conflated with like... Instead of instead of doing the duplicate beat of like, oh, they're together, oh, they're kissing, and, and, and they're having sex. It's like we kind of bump it all into sort of one emotional container. Yeah. I don't know. I think I just like didn't like... It felt like they just like decided to like skip a whole thing like they decided to cut out a scene which maybe for the flow they did but it just felt like i felt like we were like had to like fill in the dots about like what happened with them which was kind of stupid because the whole first season was leading up to that moment so then to be like now you as a viewer kind of have to fill in the dots about like what Mm -hmm. happened but maybe we we saw enough of it. I... Yeah, and then we do certainly over the course of these two episodes get a lot of Rebecca and Josh having sex with each other, which I also find weird tonally. Like I just find I find the it, it suddenly it switches to very casual very quickly. Like I feel like they're like constantly changing the how the care like how Josh, Greg, and Rebecca feel about each other between the last episode of the last season and this episode it's and the season like the episode like the second to last episode all feel like they have different they're all in different stages of how they feel about each other 
very rapidly. Like it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like okay, I don't know. It felt very like like Ryan Murphy Glee of like now you two suddenly have a plot together go right exactly ryan murphy glee where like glee is written by like three different people who aren't really communicating with each other yeah uh so every episode just feels wildly different from the one before uh i recently learned that the same thing was basically happening on modern family there were two different writers rooms on modern modern family and they did not really communicate back and forth Um, so, and there was one of the writer's rooms was very, like, sappy, and the other one was, like, very, like, joke-oriented. Uh, anyway, so, for all you Modern Family heads out there, there you go. Uh, but I I definitely get what you're saying. Um, that's not an infrequent thing that happens, like, between seasons, especially it's like, oh, you know, this show's gonna be off the air from, like, May to September or whatever. I, I feel like they often use that time to, like, sort of reset things you know what i mean but yes it's definitely the picture is not super clear on how everyone feels although the characters also i think make a point of that of like they all find it very emotionally confusing for themselves as well yeah yeah i guess just the realism uh i mean it's a musical show i don't know why (laughs) (laughs) the stark real yeah musical shows where musicals where people never change their feelings (laughs) and go off on crazy tangents yeah, maybe what's frustrating is the way is what frustrates me about musicals. It's just the way they're like in service of the this. And the way they're very gonna, poorly written, yeah. Yeah. Well I think and and watching this and then comparing it to what I have been watching, which is the new season of the new generation L word, this is way like Crazy Ex Girlfriend's way better written. Um I've never seen worse writing, I think, than, <laughs> than the new generation of And I can't stop hate watching it, but every choice that they make, I'm like, yeah. you had a choice and you made the worst possible version of whatever choice. Wow. Of, like, like, characters do this. What's the worst thing that could happen next? Or worst dialogue that could happen next? And yeah. it feels like it's just that over and over. And then a couple kind of pose like inserts of like well i'm demisexual which means and it does that constantly so like maybe it's educating people a little bit and there's hot people but like nothing makes sense ever like no dynamics ever make sense with each other ever but i'm gonna keep watching it because it's representation (laughs) right and i'm gonna hate watch it them to make more l words not just that but just like it's like basically cultural language and lexicon like Mm -hmm. in communities so it's like it's something that's fun to bitch about but like it's just also so frustrating as like a queer writer who like this i'm sure there's so many of us who are just like just put me in the room please like i don't need to be a star i don't need to be anything i just this is the work you're doing such terrible work here yeah i'm sorry about that I feel like a lot of contemporary media has become people writing Twitter threads into the TV show. Yes. I feel like that happens so constantly now of like a character just going off on some Twitter thread in the middle of a show or a movie I'm watching. And I'm like, this is not art this is not like entertainment this is not what this is supposed to be um it sucks so bad and i hate it yeah i guess i haven't thought about it because i'm famously not on twitter as much as you i didn't think about it as like a twitter thread but it definitely feels like 
Webster's Dictionary defines love as... Yeah. And it's that just kind of, like, over and over and over. People going off... And listen, I don't need dialogue in my movies and TV shows to be, like, starkly realistic because yeah. that it it's not particularly interesting. That's not always... If you watch something where people talk like you actually talk, it's usually not that entertaining. But, like, I really need people to stop, like fishing for bonus points uh, when they're, like, writing these TV shows and movies, you know what I mean? I, like, really need them to stop, like... Uh, it is it is virtue signaling, not to use yes. that, like, oft-misused uh, term, but, like, no, that's I, all you're doing that is, in the middle yeah. of your show. Yeah, yeah. I In a lot of ways, I feel like the way Pose was written was to spoon-feed, like like moms and women around yes. the country about like basic queer stuff and this does feel like kind of the same device and they're like well if we're doing this we might as well like have a this they're like like you hooked up with blah 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 like who was it who was she well actually their name is dre and they are non-binary so, like, like the, just the way that it's, act, like, the, there's no acting behind it either. It's usually yeah. just, like, some statement, and then because they go, like, back to the beat. Because you can't act. Like, yeah. you can't, like, you can't. Yeah, the characters are basically, like, turning to the camera and being like, okay, so what I said there was. <laughs> yeah, it feels like. It feels <laughs> just like, do that. <laughs> it feels like a sex ed video. That's yes. What it, that's what yes, it feels that's like. exactly what it is. It feels like a sex ed video. It pauses after they say, like, something, and they're like, well, this means. <laughs> yeah. Just do pop-up video. Just do, like, that old... Just pop up, like, demisexual means in the corner while, like, the scene keeps That's going. Funny. Or whatever. Just do that. Instead, That's I'm, really funny. I'm fucking sick of it uh, the other way around. I'm watching just the greatest scene in cinema history. It's so easy to tell what's going on. This parachuting scene in The Gray Man. It, it doesn't... It doesn't look like absolute ass. We would never put out something that looks like total ass here at Netflix.com. Um, but yes, uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Everyone's looking for Greg. Where did Greg go after the <laughs> events of season one? He got super drunk at the wedding, and then we never saw him again. Where did he go? <laughs> this is my, like, I don't know. Do I not have energy tonight for my one platform? We'll see if it happens. But my one platform is, like... Well, they're actually doing an okay job, but just, like, how AA is represented in media... Is something that is important to you. Is something that's important to me, and I think they, they got to have a lot of, like, little fun, little fun little jokes. Also, L Word is doing some AA stuff right now, too, but they're doing it in such, like, a campy, devicey way that is just so frustrating because there's no realistic representation to bounce it off with so you just kind of see this characterized version of hey which is always funny to me i think he sat in the chair at least not that that's a big deal but i think i think he stayed seated which was the first time did he stay seated when he was telling his little story he did stand up oh damn it and you don't do that at AA. you're saying Because I've only seen it in movies, and guess what? People get up, they stand up. <laughs> no one has ever, no one has ever stood up in a meeting to. Like, really? Yeah, I think in LA you can go to the podium, but you don't go it to share your two minute share. In New York, mm-hmm. almost every meeting I've been to, they time your shares, which I don't actually love, but 
They time it for like three. This is some. Tea. Well, you don't want someone to go on like a ten minute chair. Also, wait while I talk about AA because I'm just assuming that no one listens to the pod. But if anybody ever did listen to the pod, I don't represent AA. I'm not a voice for AA. If I relapse, nobody in general or no one from AA listens to the pod. Both. Um, I I just meant nobody. But, like, maybe nobody from AA, but, like, maybe I... Nobody period Right now, I'm not sure who listens to the pod. Fair enough, and I'll never tell you. Because <laughs> you don't have the stats. No, I have them. I don't look at them. Okay. Um, one day, one day for Christmas, I will ask for the stats. But I don't... I'm not uh, emotionally... My confidence isn't quite... I'm not ready. Um, anyway... I don't represent AA. My opinions are my opinions based on my experience going to the meetings that I've gone to. Every meeting is different. There isn't one overarching AA voice. There are suggestions and there are traditions and there's structures that you can or can't follow, but anybody can start their own meeting. And if I relapse, that doesn't mean that AA doesn't work. It just means that I made my own decision. So if I go off and I be a terrible person, Or you hear me make terrible jokes and you're like, fuck that person and that person's sober and somebody I know or me need help, but that person sucks. Now I don't want to go to AA. That's why the anonymity is there is so that it kind of protects not just people who want to be in AA, who like need the anonymity, but it also protects the ability for people to come into AA and not have it fucked up by lots of like egotistical celebrities that relapse all the time and make it seem like it doesn't work. So that's sort of the anonymous structure. Anyway, so when you see it in media, usually that's because somebody along the way, like some writer, some person has decided that this is like fiction enough to not represent AA. Mm-hmm. And that whole thing feels really culty because when you're part of any like secret thing and then cults are so popular it's hard like not to feel culty but then you watch this sort of like cartoonish version of what you see on media all the time and then you're like fuck like every addict relapses and like every like AA character in a show does this like big long monologue i there's i had there was this one tiktok that was really funny about like if you're an aa in a tv show but i think it's only funny for other people in recovery because we're just like yeah that doesn't happen like people don't just like stand up and monologue for like that long and then like contextualize it within it's usually just like this happened to me today this is going on with somebody in my life I'm tired, whatever. It's not like a big, like, this is how it all began, and these are all the things. Like, it's just so rarely... Anyway. And then I think the hardest was watching someone, like, eavesdrop in the meeting and have that be part of the plot. Like, it was just, like, you didn't need... You didn't need to, like, find out this way by, like, listening in. I just... I don't know. I get that it was... I was very curious Mm -hmm. who in the writer's room had exposure to recovery and if they just asked like surface questions or like how this happened because usually in TV shows that have AA, (laughs) uh, Euphoria is probably the closest, but even then like the NA meeting was very 
it was different. Um, and it's just some of the like dynamics of like how you, who you get a spot, whatever, um, feels different, but that show runner of Euphoria famously like has been in recovery since he was a teenager. Um, so it is one of the closer depictions yeah. of addiction, but I just get, yeah, I just get frustrated. Also the casualness of, uh, I don't remember if it was this episode or the following episode. I think it was the following episode where he sings his little drinking song. Yes. The following episode. Okay. I'll wait to talk about that. That was okay. That was okay. Yeah. I don't think any of that was necessarily coherent, but yeah, I just have feelings about <laughs> recovery in media. Understandably. Yeah. It's my little hill I want to die on. Oh, well, we can make that happen. <laughs> as long um, as it's a hot person. Yeah, exactly. If it's a hot person, hey, kill me on a hill, whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what hill. Roll me on down. Uh, yeah, the, the songs this episode were Love Kernels, the big uh, Beyonce sort of production number. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I believe the second one was We Should Definitely Not Have Sex Right Now. Yeah, which is a fun little is a fun little ditty. I find that I def, that's definitely one that gets stuck in my head uh, fairly often. Yeah, we should definitely not have sex right now. We should definitely not have. I guess like both of those songs were like, yeah. So both of those those songs were really sexual, but I guess maybe the confusion was like I think. Well, they're definitely ping ponging back and forth, like. Josh will feel one way, and then he changes his mind, and then Rebecca feels one way. Well, Rebecca's kind of more clear on the situation uh but like you know uh, josh certainly as someone who is in the middle of being manipulated is very like eh, you know yeah that is probably just what it is when you're in the middle of being manipulated it's hard to know like do i want to just be friends with benefits was i in love with you like what yeah. that actually makes a lot of sense yeah i think as like a case study and like when you're being manipulated it's really hard to figure out like what your feelings are for that person because they're constantly like mirroring back to you what you're feeling and then you're yeah. like oh i thought i was feeling this you're saying i'm feeling this oh exactly. you're constantly questioning yourself yeah i think i think it's fine for josh in this in this episode to be sort of like hot and cold hither and yon sort of just like wishy-washy on the whole on the whole situation they do do that thing that I'm in media that happens Do-do-do. in <laughs> nice. Uh, they do they 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 poo poo that thing in media that happens constantly that I'm not like a huge fan of where it is very much like, well, even if a dude is like under emotional duress, he wants to fuck all the time. You know what I mean? Like men are sex monsters who just. Fuck anything That's all the not time. Your it's not no, I, no, <laughs> first or second hand. Uh, huh. I think there are times when men don't want to have sex. I I will boldly say this. Wow. Okay. I know. Uh, coming out, coming out, coming out for the fellas. Uh, that sometimes boys don't want to have sex. Believe wow. it or not. That's brave. You should put that on a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going to the club. With my sometimes boys don't want to have sex shirt. <laughs> In the back, girls just want to have fun. Sometimes, boys sometimes. don't want to have fun. Uh, yeah, no, it's just good. don't want to have sex. <laughs> Ever. Sometimes, no, it's sometimes boys don't, don't want to have, have sex. sex. Simple as that. People back. asking me questions about my shirt, which <laughs> are clearly explained on my shirt. <laughs> and then 
you can like clarify like but I do right now or like but I do with you like it's a nice yeah, icebreaker for like what you want yeah yeah it's a nice flag of like it's like a challenge to people <laughs> in the club it's like well I'm gonna make this guy yeah mm. like convince me yeah, yeah, yeah. Not no, in like I, a, I, I got it I got it okay great 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 <laughs> good 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 uh yeah uh, uh anyway that's that's what's going on uh that's what's going on that's what you missed on glee i don't know if i never i don't i must at some point in my day not want to have sex but i just can't name a moment in recent memory where that's true and i think that is being in seventh grade like i can't like mm-hmm hormonally i just it's it's such a switch where before it was like sometimes definitely don't want to or often don't want to have sex and now it's like a switch has been flipped where it's like i could like from wake up to go to sleep like yeah maybe i'm just no 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 a freak i don't think you're but if i'm in the middle of like being emotionally manipulated and i am aware of it I, I don't want I do think, sex. yeah, I do think when, I, when I'm when i triggered, like, if I have a fight or flight yeah. or something, that is when it all shuts down. But that's the only time anymore. But that's not weird. That's not weird. Like, what I'm experiencing is, like, an extreme because I'm, like, literally injecting into my body, like, a hormone that, like, causes that. And right. it's not, like, something that regularly runs throughout my body as, mm-hmm. in a normal aging process. Mm-hmm. I'm, like simulating boy puberty right yeah. now go well, congratulations and i'm sorry <laughs> yeah. uh that must be very hard for you yeah many people would not you know consensually absolutely not if you asked me to go back to teenage boy puberty i would i would sooner be killed on a hill <laughs> by a not hot person <laughs> i would let an ugly person kill me rather than going through puberty again that's brave uh thank you so much i'm so brave um yes so so anyway that's that's all that's all going on. I, I, I would be admit, I really like the, the the production. The way the music video for Love Kernels is put together, I think, is very um, enticing. It's a spot-on bit of parody, I think. Yeah, especially of the time. But also, and that great shot with all the popcorn rating down that oh you God. shouted out specifically. That was just... I would, that Put that in your fucking reel. Whoever, like... If you had any hands on that ball, put that in the reel. Take credit. Yeah, and they they did make a point that they used their entire production budget on that song, which was funny because I was like, they must have. It's suddenly like drastically better. Than I was like, else. this is a much better camera you're using <laughs> yeah. right now. Like the aspect, the aspect ratio fucking changed. Yeah, you know? that shit slap. That shit slap. Uh, uh, great session. And then you, if you think about it, you're like, what are the other musical numbers in in these two episodes? Okay. Uh, just Rebecca and Josh in the apartment set with just, like, different lighting. Um, just the home base set singing a drinking song. So, like, what, you pull, like, some pork pie caps out of storage. Um, redressing the Daryl's office set with, like, some plants and, like, the, right. and a couple bird costumes. But those were not, like, great bird costumes. Um, it is possible they used up their production budget on this and are just making it work. Yeah, that's really funny. There was one more in the second episode, but it is escaping me uh, currently. Oh, Ping Pong Girl. <laughs> that might there might have been a little money spent on Ping Pong Girl. That one. Whoa, that one. Bro. Kind of, 
That one kind of dragged on. It goes on too was long. a really funny concept. It is funny. It does go on, I would say, maybe like a verse too long, you know? Uh, but again, simple plan found dead in a ditch. Um, oh, that's what it was. Yeah, it, it looks like fucking. I mean, oh, there funny. were a bunch. You know, it could easily be all American rejects or whatever. But like, it, Josh is styled exactly like the lead singer of Simple Plan, and Simple Plan had all those songs about like my alien. You know, she's got four arms to hold me and three legs to wrap around me and all I that kind of shit. I don't remember that song, but that sounds oh, amazing. Shit. Yeah, but all those all those pop punk bands of that era so was like, yeah. this is the coolest girl in the world! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This teen- chick likes basketball and burgers! You know, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, teenage dirtbag. <laughs> Baby, this is the story of a girl Cry a river and drown the world! Yeah. Apparently there was a teacher in my either high school or college that like hated that song so much and then he had like a home room or a group of students that just would like torture him with it all the time. You can't tell kids what you don't like. No, that's you're, it's a it's a death sentence. Yeah, you can't as a teacher ever tell kids what you don't like. You're writing your fucking your fucking death check. Like you're you're done in this town, baby. Yeah. Any other... Where where are you right now? Uh, I just... I had a... This is the story of a girl. 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 I used to play these albums in the comic book store that I worked at, and it made customers very angry when I was always asked to stop. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't like it. They didn't like Neil C. C. Arega's oh, I loved him. Mouth Moods oh albums. God, he has four albums of things like this. I I used to listen to this with. With John all the time. I used to listen to him a lot. Oh, it's so good. He released one, like, during the pandemic, and I, like, swear it kept me going. Yes, absolutely. No, I need to listen. Uh, It was called Mouth Dreams. Give Give him a musical. Please. Or a show. He did Potter Puppet Pals, right? He sure did. Yeah. That's the fun thing about Neil C.C. Arega is that you're like, if there was something on YouTube that you have enjoyed, there's like a 30% chance he had a hand on that ball at yeah. some point. Yeah. It was powerful. And I bet it's recording really well. <laughs> This is good audio. This is good podcast. <laughs> I'll stop. I feel like I'm being taken somewhere. This is legitimately powerful to me. I listen to this and I feel like I could transcend my body. That I could... This is an epic fucking movie trailer. Like, I am doing a fucking legit motorcycle stunt off of a cliff. 
Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Like the Gray Man? Oh, uh, I could fucking be the Gray Man if I'm listening to this. Which Baby Drive, like, if you put headphones on me and this is playing, I could, I could kill the Gray Man. Which one is Gray? I haven't watched this fucking movie. I, have, I have no fucking idea. Let's say Ryan is gray. Okay. What if Billy Bob Thornton's gray? That'd be crazy. Gray hair, because he's old. I listen to Tibetan song goals to go to sleep when I can't, and this feels like that. Okay. I feel like a chakra is awesome. opening. But yeah, I'm so this is this is transcendently powerful to me. And, uh, and I will not apologize, despite how much people may may want me to. So, uh, we're moving on to the second episode. Now. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, we've, we've mostly hit hit most of the points. A lot of the a lot of the second episode is sort of repetitious of the first. Yeah. Although I do like the ultimate conclusion that we come to of Rebecca getting a little bit more of that thing we call self-respect. Uh, that, that, um, this show... And I don't know how they pull it off, but can just manage these, like, wild swings of, like, temperament and tone and, like, people feeling aggrieved by the others. This happened a lot in the first season where, like, a character would be like, Rebecca, I'm fucking done with you! And then, like, one or two episodes later, they were back in the Rebecca I know. thing. I think and about it that was a lot. like. But I'm like, I'm not actively annoyed at that, like, I should be. I don't know how they're pulling it off. Maybe it's all the songs. Yeah, it might be the songs. I just know I get frustrated because I'm like, where's that in my life? Like, I feel yeah. like, I feel like uh, maybe I have friends. Where's all the people coming back to me? Exactly. <laughs> but I'm like my worst version of myself. Where are the people that boomerang back? We like, just can't two or quit three you. episodes later. Yeah, like, like Hector says in this episode, he's like, why are all my friends fucking obsessed with this, that was this a great girl? Line. Uh, finally, just like putting, putting that, putting the hat on it, hanging a lampshade on it. Uh, what are we doing here? See, we're such good Hectors, I feel, for the people in our 100%. lives. 100%. Hector gets the best lines. I... That's giving us a huge compliment. I think I'm a white Josh. That's awesome. Thank you. I wow. think I'm a white Josh. I'm a white Joe. That's so cool. <laughs> like, uh, when he- when Hector's like, Greg's gonna be here, I'm gonna order him a beer. And it'd be like, and, and white Josh is just like, you can't do that. He's like, I don't know the rules. He's like, there's one rule. I'm the, there's one rule guy. That totally tracks. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a white Joe. I resonate with him powerfully. Uh, he is, he is my boy. He's my strong, my strong woodchuck man. David Hull. Hull who I, whose name I will never forget. And now Truly, I'm, after that moment, I have not forgotten it. I've been recently practicing saying Io Debris. Mm-hmm. Io Debris. Io Debris. Just so you can, like, be friends? Like, when you meet? Well, I saw her at that fateful Kate Berlant show. Ah, oh, my goodness. Canceled, and I The Bears, to... Io Debris. Mm-hmm. And I... I think I said her name wrong when I... Or I was trying to recall her name when I was talking to Alex and Alex just said it so casually and so then I just I started watching the same Steve Colbert clip over and over until I can <sighs> it's a memory yeah like you're being brainwashed or you're like a movie character who like whose wife is dead and you're just watching this one clip of like your dead wife over yeah and over I just again. watch her interview talking about like when she was a hostess at ABC kitchen in uh, Flatiron in Manhattan and wow. Beyonce walked in and she didn't see like an eyelash and now I've seen that interview like three or four times, and it's it's like she's my dead wife that who like I 
that's the you one moment. You have this moment. one video of your dead wife who's yeah. just like looking perfect mm-hmm. and so full of life and love in this one video clip and you just watch it like over and over and over again. You're John Wick, your minority report. I feel like people, I feel like women. Women? Uh, tiny, usually tiny women. Um, maybe they actually, tiny women. maybe tiny, maybe designers actually request to style them during these. But I feel like when they go on to like Stephen Colbert or something, they're always wearing like really wild outfits. Like it's very rarely like a chill look. Tiny women. Tiny women. Silly outfits. outfits tiny tiny lady. Tiny furniture. Mo- Nina. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny furniture. (laughs) Tiny women. Tiny women. Um, yeah. It's episode two. (laughs) Oh, woo! A little little sun time for all you you (laughs) folks out there. Benoit Blanc's good friend, uh, Stephen Sondheim. I saw him twice in my lifetime, and I'm glad I did. Live. Stephen Sondheim or Benoit Blanc? Oh, I don't know the other one. Is that's not the Benoit one. Blanc? Is that the one from Famous Gentleman Sleuth? Yes. Yeah, he's hot. He's fucking hot. <laughs> he's that's a hot guy. He's a hot man. Dreamy little dude. Peace and love to Stephen Sondheim. Mm-hmm. Uh, also as well. But uh, yeah, I uh, anyway, I, I like the little bit of self-respect uh, that Rebecca is gaining in this episode. That she's like, Josh, you are not paying attention to me and as much as you are unsure of this whole relationship like you are living with me and in essence taking advantage of me in a lot of ways yeah and like you're not even feeding back into this like can you pay my bills can you pay my telephone bills can Can you you pay pay my my automobiles okay i'm sorry brief the 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 lyric of that song can you pay my automobiles a perfect bit of songwriting. Thank you. That I, is so, like, slicely clever. I yes. think it's. I think it's beautiful. I was worried you were going to critique it. And no. I... no. 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 I would never. If it is a song by Destiny's Child, I will not accept Beyonce. Oh. But if it is a song by Beyonce, you have such a you good. You cannot memory. write Destiny's Child. I will never forget. That is sort of that is my sleep paralysis demon. Is that because he, he does it every week? He does it every week. He does it every week. Uh, audience, we're, I'm not telling you what that is, uh, but it it it, uh, uh, it makes my spine crawl. Have you been more than once? I've been like two or three times. Okay, 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 okay. I'm going to the one that you're good at. Um, nice. That Thursday, because because my roommate and his boyfriend want to go back. Nice. So uh, there's not another one until February. Yeah. Because we're missing another week because the host is going to Sundance. Okay, um, same. Okay, break. Uh, yeah, so there's not another one. And I scheduled my Oscar party for an off week because that's every smart, other Thursday. Smart, thank you, thank smart. you. Uh, my my Oscar party where we watch a, <laughs> a 30-year-old Oscars ceremony. Yeah, what year are we doing? 91. So, so the films of 1990. So listeners, we are going to watch the entire Oscars from the year 1991. That's correct. And if we would I'm like, having a little party. And if we would like to, we can watch, and you can join us, um, we will watch uh, 
contenders from that. You can year. watch some of the participating films. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I just manually, I did like make a ballot because you can't just like find a fill outable ballot from a pre-internet Oscars. Um, so I just had to make the ballots for everyone to fill out. That's really cool. Which is why I told everyone not to look up the answers. Because if you look up the answers, you cannot, you cannot vote. It's not fair. I love a handmade party trick. Absolutely. I guess if you, like, remember the answers. That's fair. That's all fair in Love and War. Like, that's, if you just know what won Best Picture of the Year, that's fine. Uh, but do you remember what won Best Documentary Short in 1991? My guess is no absolutely not yeah uh so it'll be fun and i want to i want to see how that goes and i was like what's an oscars party without a ballot i think we have to pause for for but a moment pause like on a cat what pause. oh hey yeah <laughs> i was ready <laughs> i paused to the recording yeah what were we like saying a technic- i have no fucking idea <laughs> I wonder what fun little technical difficulties music I'm going to put. What little soundscape I'm going to put in there. It's God, God only knows. You should put something from the show. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. One of those songs from this episode, perhaps? Or just a little snippet of it? <laughs> Maybe just a little snippet of it. Just a little snippet. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I have no idea what we're talking about. And I feel like we were... <laughs> we, we should be wrapping up at, at, at this point anyway. It's been like an hour and 14 minutes. That's good. I liked these episodes. They were good. I really I feel I like... like show I yeah think i good think it's show. a good show and i don't think we really spoke on you know the plot as much but i do think we I say th- that every i month. think the plot is pretty thin and also we're not like a plot recap no, show we're, no. we're vibes based yeah it speaks for itself it speaks for itself. you don't even speak for it and certainly like don't listen to this if you're not like watch the show yeah go with like if you're listening to this you like, have netflix yeah Kevin gave you... I gave you Netflix. I make it. <laughs> Every day. I'm, I'm out there at the fucking mill making you new Netflix. He gave you his password. I sure did. I gave everyone my password. That's why uh, we're in such financial straits right now. Which is, what's your password? Netflix is good. <laughs> Bird box. <laughs> I actually never saw Bird box. Neither did I. But everyone else on Earth did, according to me. Did you see Gray Man? Nope. Still happened. Okay. This is the second time. <laughs> this is the second time I've put it on mute in a room that I'm in while doing other things as some sort of grim joke. <laughs> a joke I can't explain. I'm just always putting on the grave. Sometimes you gotta have an inside joke with yourself. Just but even I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. It's an outside joke. I'm I'm not even inside. (laughs) It's an outside joke with yourself. Like I'm looking at this. I'm like Jessica Henwick. She's been in this whole movie. I don't think she's done anything. You're wasting your Henwick. And that's you're wasting your Julia Butters. And that surprises you that the female ingenue talent is wasted. I mean, everything else I've seen Jessica Henwick in, she's been well utilized. It's two things. Matrix Resurrections and Glass Onion. So oh. take that for what you oh, will. Oh, yeah. She was fun in Glass Onion. She has the funniest line in all of Glass Onion. My favorite Netflix original. What? Jessica Henwick is the one. Did you, did you watch it? Yeah. No, she, Jessica Henwick is the one who says, Did you think a sweat shop is where they make sweat pants? <laughs> and I, oh, when I saw that in the theater, I laughed and I laughed. They're trying to kill the gray man. Was she the assistant? 
Who, Anna Darmus? Or Jessica Henwick? Jessica Henwick. In the film Glass Onion, she is Kate Hudson's assistant. Oh. Queer-coded assistant. Well, that is a Jessica Henwick character, so inherently queer-coded. You can't help it. What a, what a good little flick, Glass Onion. If you haven't seen it yet. Delightful. Watch it on my Netflix. <laughs> um, the Netflix that I make for you. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Cap, concluding thoughts? Uh, plugs? You can find me... Uh, I'm not really using my Instagram right now, but that might not be true forever. But you can find you can find my Instagram at catscott online. I'm also secretly running a meme account because I have two friends who are like very uh, high follower meme admins. And then when I had COVID in May, they peer pressured me to start one. Um, so I don't have a lot of followers, but that's where I post my deep dark thoughts while I stay away from my main. Yeah. Um, and that one is Squirrely Fairy Sixty Nine, spelled S Q. U I R L Y Fairy F A I R Y sixty nine. Because fairy can also be spelled in other ways and I debated it. Um and I just kinda wanted to say that like moving forward, I haven't technically initiated it yet. Um, but I've kind of I spent the week setting up my nest and nesting for my new personality and then this week is when uh it finally is going into action um my new personality is launching it's been a soft launch and now the hard launch is um sometime in the next 24 hours you're beta testing your new personality i guess you're out of beta yeah so we're actually doing our first run in the next 24 hours um and the personality unfortunately but is just the reality is i am a i'm going to be a peloton user wow I have one in my room, in my nine foot by nine foot room. It has a four foot by two foot um, foot space, so it takes space. so it takes up four feet by two feet of my nine foot by nine foot room. Um, that's Does it just, collapse? Um, ideally, no. But uh, you know, like I have like screws. a purposeful collapse. Because my I have an exercise bike and it folds up. Oh, Peloton does not fold up? Certainly does not fold up. I see. Uh, it's, Luxury. It's a really funky little dude. Um, it's, and that's why it's worth announcing that this is a personality change because I, it's kind of like part of the theme of me just embracing maybe in this new year, ironically or not ironically, that I'm, uh, I come pre-canceled, I'm cancelable, I'm a villain, and now I use a Peloton. Um, it's, it's who I am now. That's amazing. It is. So powerful if you tell them that. I think because I'm single, it's like, what do I have to lose? Who right. cares? Oh, trust. I've been living that life for quite some time now. And I'm like, I don't know. Fuck it. Yeah. What, what, what else? I, I keep saying, what else am I doing? Yeah. Like, I can be a little bad. I can be a little bad. Who's going to stop me? It's not really impacting, even if I started dating someone, it's like, well, you don't live with me. You yeah. don't have to, like, really deal with this. Like, when you open the door, you are immediately confronted with the Peloton, and it is very hard to move in the space of my room without being in it. That being said, 100%. no one else is in there right now. So, like, not a, not a problem. Not something we really need to deal with. Me, the cats, the Peloton, my thoughts. My dreams. <laughs> my laptop. <laughs> my laptop. 
my records that my cat uses as steps to climb on top of my record player, um, which is bad for the records themselves, I believe, because he uses his little claws to climb up them. And so I could think about that, but I'm not going to. I also have plants. I have clothes. I have a projector. I have everything I need. I spent about 30 minutes just inching the peloton around centimeter by centimeter so that it was in a good spot Mm. for both my projector and my wingspan right and you can be able to watch vids while you while you bike while you hustle yeah well i'll either watch the ones described or if i feel like i'm finally in a rhythm where i don't need a class to do Mm. this i think they have those like weird vr like Ooh. You're in the mountains, Ooh. or like you're in a Biking forest. Through the mountains. Yeah, I don't think it's anything as cool as like Mario Kart, but I think it's. <laughs> oh, like... that'd be fucking sick though. <laughs> on fucking Rainbow Road, dude, I bike so hard if I was on Rainbow Road. The when I think about it though, the gamification of this, like it is that Black Mirror episode for sure. For sure is. And I have this like projection screen up in my room that I do sometimes watch porn. So like I'm just kind of like a hair away. From that episode of somebody forcing me to watch and then I have to like mm. pay money to like avoid the advertisements. Oh. Or like I have to bike in order to make money. Like those are just the two mechanics away from me being in the episode. Because everything's set up for it. You're sort of living several simultaneous Black Mirror episodes. I think we all are, but at least wow, I can name for it. Sure. At least yeah. I'm media but yours literate. Yours is condensed into a nine foot by nine foot room. Yeah, like I'm media literate enough to kind of be able to know which ones I'm in. I wish I was in San Juan Apparel, obviously. That's my favorite movie. Obviously. It's my favorite movie, period. Movie. Film. San Juan Apparel. Wow. What's San Juan Apparel? And tune in <laughs> next month when we talk about. San Junipero. Okay, apparently. Uh, and uh, we will not be discussing the next two episodes of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. We will not be we discussing might. Girls or Entourage. We might. But we will apparently be But by then, Kevin will have watched San Junipero. Okay. Because I'm Your not going to... favorite film. I'm not going to have an emotional reaction. As we wrap this, we're just going it, it, it to... We just got to move on. Yep. You're going to watch it. It's gonna be something. This is like when you say something that makes your mom angry, and she just like, "We're leaving the grocery store <laughs> right now." I just like my, I can't think until you've watched that. Until I've watched Sandra Deparo, well, yeah. get ready, have some blank fucking thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> hope you like no thoughts at empty. It's just such a big part of me. It's like it's, what I you've never brought it up until now. I have a shirt. <laughs> I have a shirt. I have the. I have the soundtrack. I talk about it a lot because it's, like, it's a lesbian. Never brought up Sandra Navarro to me. Maybe in our entire friendship. It's so weird. Maybe that I just keep my lesbian. Wow, you know, if you have friends media. who don't feel comfortable talking to you about Sandra Navarro, like, <laughs> are, are you really, really their friend? Yeah. Are you really? Are you really supportive uh, of them? Fuck. This, wow, this I'm so owned. Is... I'm so owned. The woke left. The woke left is gonna cancel me. Gather ye round, and I'll tell you a tale. Of all the great times I've had with an ale There's joy and there's glory More than you can think Yes, this is what happens to me when I drink I pee my pants, my pants 
I pee my pants. I get up from the bar to find pee on my pants. I say it's water, but all it takes is a glance for people to realize I peed my pants. Wow, I did not know it was that bad. Yes, wine can be fun, white rosé and bread Till I call up my boss, say I wish he was dead Chase down the regret with some gin for good luck Then steal my cousin Jim's landscaping truck Drive home then, I puke on my cat, my cat I puke on my cat, I fall through the doorway and puke on my cat Poor little Bruno did not expect that I try for the toilet but puke on my cat While some can enjoy a scotch with a steak Or one glass of wine, then they're barely awake For me it's much different What happens when I try to have one, it just turns into ten And then I fly a plane, a plane, I fly a plane I knock on the cockpit shouting, I'll fly this plane We emergency landed, the TSA came Now I'm banned from Southwest cause I try to fly planes Everybody! He has sex with a bush, a bush, he has sex with a bush That wasn't a woman? No, it was a bush, it had twigs and leaves Cause it was a bush That's where that scar comes from From sexing a bush But he's breaking the cycle And making a push He's quitting his drinking And saving his pants And his cat and Southwest And Jim's truck And my car My car too And a bush I didn't do anything wrong Yes! Again, not about you Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, all new this Friday at 9, 8 central on The CW.